one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome. Welcome. Are you comfortable? You comfortable? Good. You have found the true source for cycling's mediocrity. You have found Backfiller. The Backfiller podcast will help you achieve bicycle bliss, two-wheeled tranquility, or at least the simple ability to smile at the silly sports you regularly attempt to conquer. The Pack Filler Podcast is hosted by a has-been who cannot climb. You can contact the show through Facebook, Twitter, or emailing us at info at packfiller.com. And now, sit back, ignore responsibility and training, and enjoy the Pack Filler Podcast. Well, the tour is over. Now what do we do? This day always makes me sad like the summer's almost through. ABM in my car. A studio sure would be killer. I'm not very fast, but I'm pretty good pack filler. Hey, everybody. Welcome again to the podcast that likes Peter Sagan more than Mark Cavendish. Um, how do I say this? Um, I'm ABM in my car, believe it or not. I am sitting here in a dirt parking lot. In my car, you can probably hear the car running in the background. I don't know if that popping's coming through, and if it is, I'm really sorry because um, I just I made a promise to get a post tour show out, and and here we are. So you're going to have to maybe deal with some 
There it is. It keeps making that sound. You hear that? Or is that just my headphones? I hope it's just my headphones. If it isn't my headphones, well, shit, what are you going to do? I made a promise to do a post-tour podcast, and and here it is. So um, here I am in my car um, watching my son's soccer practice, waiting for the soccer practice to end. It is 95-degree temperatures, and so I got the AC running, burning some carbon, screwing up the environment. Because if I don't, the soccer moms in the cars next to me are going to think I'm even more crazy than they probably do right now, seeing a guy with headphones on talking into a box. Although anymore with headphones, you know, with Bluetooth, you know, Jesus, you know, you're standing next to a guy in the grocery store and he just starts rambling out loud. Hey, how are you? And you look at him and you go, hi, I'm fine. How are you? And he gives you that look like you've just, you're the biggest freaking idiot on the face of the earth. Well, I didn't see that flashy blue idiot device hanging out of your head. But anyway, here I am. Uh, studio still in progress, as I mentioned earlier, unfortunately. Um, it's still something I'm working desperately on and trying to get going here. Um, if you've been following me on Twitter, you see some of the some of the progress going. It's just this big white room now. Um, and hopefully we'll change that here shortly. Get some color in there, get some decor, and uh, get some toys in there so we can start doing the show. Um, I am also ABM today because uh, the guest I promised you in the last show, um, I screwed up. And I'm going to take a second on the podcast to apologize to that guest. Folks, I was, I, I, I was supposed to have Betsy Andreo on the, on the show. And uh, Betsy and I have been corresponding back and forth quite a bit over email and uh, started on Facebook and it expanded from there. And I asked her to come on the show and talk about her history and the show and, and what she went through with the whole debacle uh, that we all know and, and, and don't want to talk about that much anymore. But I think it would have been interesting to have her perspective on where cycling has been and where cycling's going. And so she, uh, you know, this time of year, things are crazy for her. So it's it's super swamped. And, and she was kind enough to actually agree to do the interview. She was going to do it. And we were starting to schedule times. And she gave me her number. And I called her. And her voicemail come up. And I'm not going to lie. I, you know, I don't know why. But when I'm, when I'm first contacting a guest to be on the show, I'm, I'm usually a little nervous. Okay. And so, and I hate voicemail as it is. Because voicemail is so permanent. Right? You know that the second that beep comes on, you're being recorded. You can't go back in and get out of it. You can't change anything. If you sound like a complete dick, that's what's going to happen. And guess what happened? I called her Becky. I called her Becky twice. I don't know why. <laughs> hey, Becky. Pat Bulger with the Packfield Podcast is just wondering if you're interested in being on my show and it'd be really fun. Thanks, Becky. And she responded back with a, hey, you know, I, I, I get a lot of requests this time of year and I don't mean to be insulting, but if you don't know my first name, then we're not going to make this happen. Oh, shit. And so I contacted her back. I didn't call her. I just did an email back and I said, you know what? You're right. That was unprofessional. I'm a freaking idiot. If you want to go out and actually say how big of an idiot I am, I am fine with that. And she actually became extremely understanding, really good person. And she and I continued to correspond a little bit and then tried to set up a bunch of times. And of course, being it's the time of the tour when when Frankie's obviously gone, 
doing major things with the tour. He, in fact, did a, a little tour update show with Bicycling Magazine. You should check it out online. It looked pretty cool. And, um, and that sort of thing. And so she's got kids and friends and family and stuff like that that she's having to deal with. Plus, she's getting a slew of interviews. And so uh, we just decided that it was probably best to put it on the back burner for a while. So stay tuned. I'm, if I don't screw up anymore again by calling her a wrong name, um, maybe we'll have Betsy on the show. So, um, uh, you know, sorry, Becky. If... <laughs> sorry, Betsy. <laughs> Shit. Um, I don't know why, but maybe you should change your name. No, um, because apparently that's what my brain wants your name to be. But um, Betsy Andreo was a big part in that, in the whole, you know, last drug scandal and, and tried to bring the truth and had some really tough times. And hopefully we can get her perspective. I'd love to hear that side of the story from, from Betsy. So we'll have to see if we can get her on. Um, so a sponsor time. Thanks to uh, the Sufferfest. If you have not heard me talk about the Sufferfest, you've never listened to this show before. Uh, the great Dave McQuillan and the crew over at Sufferfest Studios are now branching out into the Devil's Playground. They are actually making running workout videos for, for obviously your, your treadmill. I don't want to see you out there running with an iPad in front of you. But uh, be sure and check those out. Click on the link at packfiller.com. Do that first for us, will you? Throws us a few coins in our direction. So uh, check that out. Um, I'm going to probably grab a hold of them and uh, and start doing some of them because uh, if some of you might have known, I, I have made the biggest mistake of my life uh, over a glass of wine or two with my wife. I, I did what no person should ever do, and I agreed to do a half marathon with my wife in lovely Leavenworth, Washington in October. It is during Oktoberfest, so basically that means um, you get to run a half marathon and step over puddles of vomit and drunken frat boys. Um, but it's it's actually a beautiful race. I've done it a lot. I did it a, quite a few years ago, and um, I agreed to do it with the missus. So I've got to start running. And um, I really don't like running unless I'm being chased. And um, so here we go. Uh, we'll hopefully document that over the next you know, month and a half. And I'll let you guys know how running's going. And we'll, we'll get a little review maybe of the Sufferfest running videos. It should be an interesting uh, foray into what I, a sport I truly dislike. Um, thanks to Elephant Bikes. Speaking of uh, things that are coming up soon, uh, the cross-country cross-country uh, cyclocross season is right around the corner believe it or not usually a lot of the really fast guys start training in mid-august i think for their cyclocross so i'm gonna get my ass in gear this year for cyclocross because my elephant bike from the great glenn copas was so much fun last year if you've never done cyclocross you've really you should do it it is so much fun it is a completely uh, it, it's like a hybrid between mountain bike and road racing, and it's got the the kind of the party atmosphere of a mountain bike event with uh, with the diehard hardcore cyclist mentality. Also, it is just it is so much fun, and I'm looking forward to it. And I'm especially trying to get trained so I'm not the guy who they go, oh, okay, patch through, so we can close the course now. It's it's all good. Um, uh, my first foray into cyclocross over many many years. It didn't go well, but it was so much fun. And so I'm looking forward to that. So, And I'm going to be out there on my elephant by the great Glenn Copas, master frame builder. Uh, check him out at elephantbikes.com. Also, thanks to Road ID. Um, I've got mine on right now. It says geek on it. It's green because I'm not a climber. Um, what's happening? 
before I get into the tour, uh, just a little recap of some of the stuff that's been going on. A couple people I want to thank. Um, the Great Chelan Man Triathlon Weekend in the announcing calendar happened a couple weeks ago. And um, I just wanted to take a second on the show and compliment all the people at Chelan Man for putting on such a cool event. It has now become a multi-sport weekend, truly a multi-sport weekend. It's not just triathlon. And they also have uh, a whole bunch of different running events. My wife did the half marathon and and uh, that is where she convinced me to do a half marathon with her over a couple glasses of wine at uh, one of the great wineries in the Chelan area. If you've never been to Lake Chelan in Washington and you're, you know, if, if you ever want to travel someplace, if uh, it's a beautiful place, backdrop, uh, kind of like America's version of, of the Italian winery areas. It's it's absolutely beautiful backdrop in which to compete in a race. Um, fun there, but boy, oh boy, it was not a good time. If you've paid attention to any of the news, uh, the state of Washington was basically, I think it's getting more under control now, but it was basically on fire. And um, the forest fires were just out of control, and they were creeping up on the area of Lake Chelan. In fact, a couple surrounding towns um, had some pretty heavy devastation. And my my thoughts and prayers go out to some of the people who lost homes who and were greatly impacted by these fires. Uh, driving over there from where I live, it was it was like a fog. The smoke was so thick; it was it was absolutely terrible driving over there. You couldn't see a half mile down the road. It was just brutal. And I was thinking, oh, my God, we're about to go to a multi-sport weekend. Triathletes are a little over the top when it comes to their preparation. You guys are. Admit it. You know, you finish a race. Oh, great. No, I just got to go out and do three, four more miles just to stay fit. While the rest of us are cracking open a beer and going, what? What? Why? Why? Dude, you finished ahead of me. Whatever. Um. So I was thinking to myself as driving in, oh, my God, this is going to be horrible. You get over the valley right where you start to drop into the area of Lake Chelan, and it cleared up. It stayed clear the whole weekend. The fires were threatening in a distance to, to shut everything down because the emergency personnel was obviously going to be needed. And you can't have your cops marshalling a corner in a triathlon when they're needed out marshalling corners outside of forest fires. But uh, fortunately, things stayed clear, and um, the weekend went off without a hitch. Well, not without a hitch. There were some uh, windstorms that came through that were absolutely insane. Um, At least a 1,000-pound metal finish arch was flipped over at one point during the race. Thank God it was not at a point when anybody was having to cross said finish line. Um, absolutely epic winds that obviously did nothing for the firefighters. Um, but, uh, just, just intense. And I don't know why, but the winds always came up after the day's racing. It would be during the registration. And, and I think I saw the skeletons of more easy up pop-up tents in piles around the infield of this race than I ever have in my life. And, um, Man, I hope they made money on that race because I know that there was a lot of property damage happening from from all the trees and winds happening. Um, beautiful area. Uh, I went to this winery called Karma Winery, and I'm not endorsing them in any way, but, oh, my God, my wife and I, this is where she conned me into doing the goddamn half marathon. Sitting there, uh, beautiful, late lunch after the races were over, and... Um, I don't know about you, but I'm not a wine-tasting kind of a guy. 
I've never liked wine tasting where you sit there and you have little tiny little little pours of glasses of wine. You're supposed to go, oh, nutty, fruity, piquant aftertaste. I like. I, I would drink this. And it's I'm just the guy who goes, yeah, I would drink this. Now give me a whole glass, please. And then I'll just drink that. And if I want to try another one later, I'll try another one later. I don't, I'm not a wine tasting guy. But, and that was cool about this winery. We got to sit there, have lunch, incredible food. And uh, they even had beers on their, on their list. It wasn't a restaurant per se. It was, it was true, a winery. And uh, you get to sit outside and they said we can do the tasting. My wife did the tasting, tasted like four or five different wines or something like that. And I just said, I just want a glass. Can I get a glass? And they're like, absolutely. We'll give you a full glass of it. And so that was that was awesome. Great lunch. Karma Karma Vineyards in, in Chelan, Washington. Thumbs up from this has-been bike racer. Um, so good good event there. They're going to do it again next year, I'm sure. So if you've, you've ever wanted to do a, uh, a multi-sport weekend or if you want to take your family, it's this beautiful park. I know I've mentioned it before in the show. Beautiful park. And uh, family can hang out there. There are events for all ages from, and there's an event they call a try a try, which is super short distances. And um, there's there's even a splash and dash they call it for the kids. I mean, it's super tiny, short. It's all in the infield. The kids get to do that. There's a junior age triathlon. There are there's a 10k. There's a half marathon. There's all the way up to a half iron distance. So it's it's got everything for that whole multi sport kind of a family. All they need is to throw in a crit. And, I'd be there. Oh, yeah, I was there. Uh, another big mention I want to say just got finished yesterday with um, another great entry um, triathlon event for those of you who have never done a triathlon before. This event actually, you could complete the swim by treading water because it is actually down river, a slow-moving river. Um, it's in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Uh, Race the River Triathlon, a great event put on by, and I he, he asked me to mention his name sometime on the show, by the great Isaac Mann. Isaac, 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 Isaac. Um, fun show. I mean, a fun event. Great environment. Great amount of all different levels of competitors. The the, top, the sprint distance. So the top guys were done in under an hour. The first finisher was finished in under an hour. And uh, then it went away all the way up into, you know, hour and a half, two hours for some of the new competitors. But it, it's an inviting environment. They have got uh, great amounts of swag they throw out to everybody, all kinds of stuff, giveaways. They give out a couple, like two or three pair of $170 running shoes. Just give them away. And all kinds of prizes and stuff to give out. The shirts are brilliant. Um, if, if you, if again, another great race if you want to do a first triathlon. It is it is absolutely brilliant. Race the River in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, right at a beautiful place. And I always apologize to the poor people in the in the host hotel who just showed up for the weekend not knowing that there was a triathlon outside their windows and they're listening to my voice at, at 5.30 in the morning. So there you go. Here we are, folks. Tour of 2014. The 101st tour is over. It's time for withdrawals. God, that was a loud bump. I don't, I'm not bumping the mic, I swear. It's, I hope it's just in my headphones. I'm tilting my head back and forth. Figure out that little glitch. Uh, time for withdrawals. I'm actually watching the news finally again. I don't know about you, but I haven't seen anything happening in the news for the last three weeks. In the morning when the news is on, I'm watching the stage. In the evening, I'm watching the uh, primetime recap. And so I've basically been living in a bike-induced cave for the last three weeks. Um, 
and it's been beautiful. I know there are other big races every year. Uh, Perry Roubaix is obviously one I, I just clamor to the TV to watch. But this one is the big one. And I can't get a tour of Spain unless I watch it online. So the tour is over, and I always go through these withdrawals. I almost cloud up in the video montage they do on the final stage when it's all over. You know, they show the highlights. They show the sunflowers as they're riding by. Shit. I get really melancholic. I almost cloud up. But I don't. I just don't blink because I want my eyes to dry because I don't want people to see that I'm crying over a bike race. And today, to make it even worse, sitting there drinking my coffee, writing the notes out for this this podcast that I knew I was going to have to do in the parking lot. And uh, on the TV comes my nemesis. So I'm back to hating Kathy Lee Gifford. Just the sound of her name makes me upset. Why people care about Kathy Lee Gifford is an ongoing mystery to me. She is the epitome of all things evil. I, she doesn't even have to look like Jabba the Hutt. She just, oh God, I don't know what it is. Why do we pay attention to this woman? And why am I talking about her on a cycling podcast? But she came on the TV today and I thought, fuck. You know, on top of it, the tour's over. Now I got to deal with this pain in the ass. Oh, it's wine day. Wednesday wine day. <laughs> Shut up! So I want to talk about the tour then. I decided to talk in this podcast about the top 10 things I learned from this year's tour. Tell me if you agree with me. If you don't, I get. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You can tell me that too. Number one I, thing I learned, these are in no particular order, from the tour this year. Number one, the drug culture is changing. Tell me if you agree with that or not. First sign of that is that French riders are doing well. We had two French riders on the podium. That is either a sign of the apocalypse or a sign that doping is getting under control. I have always felt that the French have been the most anal retentive about doping. They've been the hardest doping control people. And um, 
that is why their writers have not been doing well over the past years. I think doping's finally getting under control, and um, that's what's that's what's showing that things are changing. There were no rest day raids this year. I don't know about you, but every year for the past 10 years, I've been terrified of a rest day raid, and half the riders are kicked out of the race. And the other thing that I noticed that I think the drug culture is changing is other than Nibali, question mark, I, I had some moments with Nibali that I was scared when I'm watching him on a flat stage, side wind, flying up the side of the peloton by himself. Oh, shit. Be clean, be clean, be clean, be clean, be clean. Um, other than Nibali, I, a lot of riders had bad days. And that, to me, is a sign of, of a lighter doping culture where it's not happening, per se, as much. That was number one. Number two. Uh, the thing I noticed, apparently EPO use helps with balance. EPO must be some wonderful stabilizing drug that keeps you on your bike. Because did you see how many freaking crashes there were in the race this year? Oh my God, at every moment, somebody was going down. Even yesterday, J.C. Perot went down on a white stripe. And no, I'm not talking about Jack White. I'm on a just on a just cruising along. All of a sudden, geesh, his front wheel went right out from under him. Jesus Christ, these guys are falling all over the place. It looked like a Cat Five Criterium at some point in time. Guys were just flying all over the place. I, Chris Froome needs to learn to look up from his stem because he was going. He went. We well, I talked about that in the last show. Apparently, you know, Contador needs to uh, eat more gels instead of energy bars because those are able to ingest quickly quicker and you're not hitting any potholes jesus the guy rode on a broken shin bone again a little bit more hard ass credit to alberto conador after seeing that and hearing about that but uh crashes galore holy shit number three uh peter Sagan in my mind is the next sean kelly that is another thing i learned from the tour um consistent as hell uh no stage wins i I was late to watch the final stage yesterday in the Champs-Élysées, and I was really praying that something would magically happen and Sagan would come up with a sprint stage win. But that's obviously not a stage in which he is he is going to be able to win. Cars pulling into the parking lot. The lady's looking at me. Who's the guy? Why? What's with your thing? Well, look on the back of my car. I have a soccer ball and, and pictures of stickmen of everyone in our family, including my one, two... Three cats. Jesus Christ. That's just getting creepy. Your kids are going to move out someday, and you're going to be the old lady with eight cats in your house. Around with Kleenex boxes on your shoes. Uh, uh, Sagan, Sean Kelly. Yeah, I lost myself there. Consistent as hell. Fun to watch. I just think he's too strong. There were moments where he was cruising I mean, in an attack with like less than a K to go. And you could see him thinking, oh, shit. God damn it. I did it again. I went too hard over that last climb. Now I'm in a break and I should have been sitting in waiting for the sprint. Oh, I'll sprint anyway. Pam, second place. Um, and he's not at ass grabbing this entire tour. So maybe he's learning something. I don't know about the Wolverine comparisons. He doesn't look like Wolverine. He looks like a, a college student with bedhead. Um, but I sure like watching him. He was fun to watch. 
So that's my number three. Number four, the times they are a changing is another thing I learned. And let's be honest, uh, new riders to see new riders, the generation change happening. Um, gone are some of the old classic names, and and that's that's I actually invite that guys like Pino. Let's go with total teams. Uh, Francais de Jeu, AG2R. Would you have ever expect, picked whoever picked on the betting pool? AG2R to be the top team probably did it as a joke and just threw up a couple euros and is now actually saying, holy shit, I can afford that McLaren I was saving. I was oogling in the, in the shop window. I can buy a Tesla. Cool to see. Next year might be interesting, though, however, with some of the big names coming back, um, maybe staying upright a little bit more. Um, but it was, I, I like seeing guys like P- Thibaut. And, and all the French just going crazy, yelling his name. What does that name have a different connotation in America, in America, huh? We hear Tebow, we automatically put our fist to our forehead and go down on a knee. Maybe the French will come up with another pose for Tebow. Kind of a hunched over climbing style. You'd stand there <laughs> in a bar. <laughs> You're having sex with your bar stool. Um, so number four, the times are changing new riders. Bring him to the front. Makes me excited even though I'm old. Uh, number five, let's be honest. One thing I learned from the tour is that Sky screwed the pooch big time. I just know that halfway through the tour, Wigo, even though he'll never admit to it, sat back, opened a beer, and just flipped off the TV screen. Oh, he had to. They screwed up. Um, Wiggins is even meant, is now talking about a more steady move back to the velodrome. Um, and I know he was doing Commonwealth games. I didn't see how he finished cause I've been watching uh, the road, but, um, I think he's just slowly planning his method to say, you sky, I'm gone. Um, and Brailsford, I, I saw you trying to spin a positive wheel on it and it didn't work. Um, Richie port, good, good on you, man, for trying to, uh, Trying to step up, but you know, he, he didn't prepare for something like that physically, mentally, anything like that. And then all of a sudden, they're like, Oh, shit, you're in charge, man. Uh, okay. Um, so Sky screwed the pooch. Number six, Garmin Sharp, I think looks like the funnest team to be on in the Pro Peloton. From three weeks, I saw those guys, they, they all look like brothers on that team. Um, although Robert Miller's probably feeling like the redheaded stepchild. Um, to see Talansky do that major effort when he he was just shelled from all the crashes and all that stuff, and it's just to see him keep going, being uh, coached back onto the bike, just to try and finish that stage, riding for all his friends. He was in tears at the end, saying he just did it for his friends, his brothers, his teammates. Um, I was so glad that Garmin Sharp got a stage. John Vodders even looks like he gets it, like he gets the joke. Like, he understands the seriousness or lack thereof of some of the bullshit saying that, God damn it, this is just a bike race. So, um, I, I, sorry, just looking at time. I'm a supporter of, of Garment Sharp. I, I, I think that's a class organization and they look like a lot of fun to be around. I'd love to be just some guy that gets to ride in the truck, in the bus. Can I go for a ride, please? I'd, I'd buy that lottery ticket if they let me 
just riding the back of the bus. Number seven, and I'm going to create some controversy with this one, but I would, again, love to hear your thoughts on this, all right? Either through Facebook, through email, whatever. Um, Yesterday, last stage of the tour, a new aspect was brought to the race in that they had a women's event on the Champs-Élysées. I'm going to say it. I think that was complete bullshit. And let me explain to why I think it was complete bullshit. I think it was a slap in the face to women's cycling. I think they were given a little tiny little morsel, hoping to appease what is women's cycling. If I was a woman racer, I would be pissed off. Now, you can't. you can't. I know. You protest. They're going to say, fine. Fuck you. We will not do it next year. But... There was a Tour de France for women. Marianne Martin was the first United States winner of the Tour de France. She won her race before Greg LeMond. She won in 1985 with Bernard Hinault winning the men's division. For several years after, there was a women's Tour de France. One day having a circuit race on the Champs-Élysées, because you already had the course set up, I think is a slap in the face again to women's cycling. With podium boys. Oh, that's great. That's cute. That's that's a gimmick. I heard I read posts by people online saying, Oh, they have podium boys instead of podium girls. Like big fucking deal. The eye candy on the podium after the race is not the important thing. The important thing is giving women equal races, longer distances, cutting back this bullshit where you think a woman can't ride that far. Now, you know, do you alter the course? Sure, you alter the course. But give them some goddamn credit. Don't just throw a crit at them before the end of the last stage and show it on frickin' Universal Sports. Jesus Christ. I, I don't get Universal Sports anyway, and then I couldn't watch the race. It was on at 4 a.m. I'm sorry. I, ladies, if, if you think it was a great forward in cycling, that's, that's awesome. I would love to hear your reasoning why. But personally, I think it's a slap in the face. I think it's like, you know, you know, Dudley gets 28 gifts on his birthday and Harry Potter stuck under the fucking cupboard gets one little thing maybe, you know. And, and I think women's cycling's Harry Potter under the cupboard. And I think it's bullshit. So there you go. Rant switch off. Speaking of TV, um, eighth thing I, I learned and walked away with, um, I think NBC Sports did okay this year. Did they do great? No, I think they did okay. And I'll tell you why. Things I liked. I like Steve Perino. I like the guy on the motorcycle. He's got my dream broadcasting gig. I don't know why. He's out there. He's doing it. Um, he starts every segment with, well, Phil, but... After the well fill, he brings some cool perspective, and he's there. And I wish they had more solid camera work on Steve Perino. Get a camera or you know, some sort of a Wi-Fi GoPro on that guy's head so we can see more. They did a couple shots, and most of them were not very great. But um, he's on a motorcycle riding along, sticking microphones in team directors' faces in their car windows, and he's getting a cool perspective. Keep Perino going. Uh, Schlanger, I think. Uh, Schlanger, I, I'm not sure what his gig was. 
He was kind of that guy out in the trenches. He seemed like he was more the guy that was left out of the cool club, like Phil and Paul or all those other guys are in the booth and, and Schlanger's just hanging out outside. Guys, can I guys can I come in? I got an interview. Guys, it I'll just comment from out here, okay? And um I thought Schlanger I think he does a good job, but you know, I don't I don't know what his his purpose was. Um I think Schlanger should be one of the main guys in the in the booth with uh Phil, not Phil with uh Bob and Christian. No offense to that other guy, I don't remember his name, but um I think Schlanger could handle that gig straight out, and he's done a lot of bike racing, so uh, he could he could do the gig. Um, I thought Christian Vandeveld. Did you see him yesterday in his suit, sitting there in the booth? Man, looked good in a suit. Like, damn, funky kind of Euro soccer hair he's got going. It's cool. Um, I thought he did a good job. He looked good. He he brought some good perspective, especially from a guy who'd just been in the trenches. And um, I'm going to give Christian great credit in the fact that he admitted to doping on the broadcast. I doped. I think it was a bad idea. And he did that. And he said that in the show. And does that make it all better? No. Did he do the crime and do the time? Yeah. So I, I'd like to see him on more tours. I thought he was good. I thought he handled the job well. Um, and he, and he, he bounced off of Bob really well. And those two seemed to, to, you know, to kind of click there. And bringing them in in the regular broadcast as they did quite a bit more often I thought was good. And I see that maybe as a potential future replacement for the old guys. Uh, Bob, again, man's got a face for radio, but he's one of the greatest. He's a great personality. I love his style. And um, I'd love to hear more from Bob just because he's he's a great storyteller. Um, and Phil and Paul, um, Again, I'm I'm going against the holy trinity of cycling uh, in TV and in America, and I'm going to say that um, I I think I had a listener um, comment on the fact that I should watch Eurosports version with um, I didn't hear who was with him, but Sean Kelly was actually one of the one of the commentators, and they they bring such a more in depth perspective, and and I, the listener commented and said that Phil and Paul only comment on what they see. Tommy Vokler riding along, sticking his tongue out. Tommy Vokler riding along, looking like he's having sex with his stem uh, when he climbs. You know, things like that. He just comments on, they just comment on what they see. And then some of the Eurosport coverage is more in-depth. They bring some more stuff behind it. And um, I, after after reading that post from that listener, I paid more attention to it. And, and you're right, dude. Um, I can't believe I'm going against Phil and Ball. But, and Phil makes more mistakes on air than... Uh, yeah, it's a tough gig. I mean, I, I guess walk those shoes when you're in them, Pat. But uh, I'm yelling at the screen all the time saying, no, Phil, that's not right. You know, and then he might correct himself or he just blows it off and he keeps going. Um, so I don't know. It might be time for a change in your guard. But that, uh, yeah, I'd probably get in trouble for saying that. Almost there, folks. Number nine, uh, ninth thing I learned about this tour. Um, cobbles are great to watch bike racers ride over. But I don't think they have a place in the stage race. Um, and I'm sorry again about the popping of the mic. Sorry about the picture breakup. Um, because that stage just destroyed the overall standings. And there's too much luck or bad luck thrown in at that point. And I think that 
if that stage wouldn't have taken place, we'd still have Chris Froome. We'd still have uh, Talansky at better form. Um, the gaps wouldn't have been as huge. And I think that stage has – that type of terrain has its place. Um, and that's as a classic. I, I it's, it's like saying, okay, halfway through the tour next year, we're all going to switch bikes and we're going to do a mountain bike stage. Um, it's a different type of a race. And I don't think it belongs. You can't put in a crit. You can't do stuff like that. Keep, keep the cobbles to where they belong. Um, and I, I think it destroyed the tour for too many riders. Um, finally, number 10. I'm going to give this tour a pretty good grade. Um, I thought it was, I thought overall there was not much happening after the first week when Nibali got that lead and Froome dropped out. Um, I was great to see new faces at the front on a daily basis, which again shows me that maybe drugs are taking a back seat. Um, it, it provided so many crashes and excitement for the NASCAR type of fan who's not very knowledgeable about cycling, but likes to watch people fall down. Uh, plenty of Tommy Vokler, you know, who the hell is this guy kind of moments for people who don't get extremely annoyed by Tommy Vokler like I do. I don't know about you, but towards the tail end of the tour, I was like, I'd look at his stage and be like, oh, fuck, he's back in the break. God damn it. Can, can we just get his teammates in the break? I'm so tired of seeing his bobbing head, sticking his tongue out, waving his hands. Jesus. There were a lot of those moments, and I'm sure a lot of people like seeing those because he's funny. Uh, finally, I think the tour this year went to a classy winner uh, who went for it to show he, that he deserved the win, even, even when... Um, the, some of the favorites disappeared for crash reasons. Um, Nibali still went to the front and attacked, um, sometimes superhuman efforts. Um, and to just to show that he deserved the win and he did deserve a win. He seems like a pretty classy guy. So, and he rides for a really screwy team manager, Peter Koroff, Bugsy. I think he's, I think he's shifty. Um, but it was cool to see him do it. And and especially, I think Nibali should probably sit in the back room at a coffee shop with Vina Korov someday and go, hey, you know, how about that comment you told me I wasn't ready for the tour? Yeah. Yeah. And you say fuck you in your language. Um, so, you know, awesome to see him win. And, you know, I don't know. You know, it'd be cool to see next year when we get hopefully everybody back and maybe no cobbles. Um, so there you go. The Tour de France is over. We do have the Colorado race coming up. U.S. Grand Prix of bike racing, cycling, bike race of the race. I think it's a really crappy name, but it's a cool race. So uh, we'll have that coming up. Tour of Spain, I'm going to have to try and find a way to watch it. Then, of course, some of the classics are in the season. So technically it's not over, but the tour is over, and I always get sad. <sighs> All right. I just breathe heavily into the microphone, and I just made a lot of wind. Um. A segment that I've been talking to you guys about before I before I wrap up the show is talking about uh, my and your experiences with some of the companies and um, their customer service. And I have a uh, result and I have a bone to pick with a company. Now, first of all, let me say this. I do not have a problem with my local bike shop. They handled this situation as best as they could. They did what they had to do, and I do not blame them in any way, shape, or form. They informed me of a recall. I brought the bike in. It was my son's mountain bike. 
I'm not going to mention the name of the bike. I think I did in the last show. So if you want to go look, you can go look. Because I'm not going to bash that company. I'm going to bash the, the company who made the, the manufactured piece that needed to be warrantied. This being Fox. Fox Racing Fork. Um, this particular bike had a defect in which, whoa, a kid just did a backflip on the soccer field. That was really freaking impressive. That was really impressive. He just scored a goal and did a backflip. That was cool. Um, the, the, it's particular bike uh, fork had a problem in which they were afraid that the front wheel was going to come off because of maybe the way the dropout itself was manufactured. So they issue a recall and how do they solve this recall? I go into the bike shop. They said the part to repair the bike is in, you can come in and we can install it or you can install it yourself. And it turns out, here you go. Here's Fox's fucking solution. Excuse my French. It's not a French word though. Why do people say that? We do not say fag. We say something else. Um, this is their replacement. They give me a new skewer, okay? But the skewer has washers on it, black plastic washers on it that are thick. And and the, basically the size of the fork dropout with the center of it, the size of the skewer to fit through. So what I'm supposed to do is snap these plastic pieces into the fork dropout. Thus creating basically a fork that the only way you can get the front wheel out is to completely unscrew the skewer, pull the skewer out, drop the wheel out. This is their solution. So now what you're saying is every time my son in a mountain bike race, fuck that. Every time we get it, the bikes out of the garage to put onto the car to take to a race... We've got to unscrew the skewer all the way off, thread it out of the wheel, pull the wheel off, put the skewer back on, screw it back up to its proper adjustment, and and put the bike on the rack. Shit, putting the bike on the rack's going to be a fucking nightmare. I didn't even think about that. you got to pl pull those pl plastic pieces off in order to get the bike on the rack. Oh, Jesus, you guys are assholes. Now that I'm thinking about this even more, this is a nightmare i'm gonna just i'm gonna have to th i'm gonna throw the goddamn fork away oh so uh, moving on now oh, i'm even more pissed thinking about the roof rack i gotta snap those pieces out every time oh shit and you know what's gonna happen is one of the pieces is gonna break and then you're not supposed to ride the bike because the wheel could fall off. Front wheel falls off in the middle of a ride. This is their fucking solution. Shame on you, Fox. Shame on you. That is bullshit. Man up. Admit you built a screwy fork. And you know what? Issue me a new fork. You went with a cheap-ass solution to your problem. And now I got to deal with the headaches. This is a bike my kid, my son races on and this is your solution he gets a flat in a race we've got to unskew the skewer all the way oh by the way you got to put the skewer springs on backwards now too fox forks i am never buying another one of your products and right now if that's their business model i recommend that to my listeners all right if a representative from fox would come on and this show and like to explain themselves as to why they made that decision i would love to hear it all right, Fox gets a shitty pack filler rating. 
Um, let's look at the schedule before I sign out here. Northwest Junior Stage Race happening in Elma, Washington. That is going to be so much fun. I'm bringing the junior race, the junior team to that one. Uh, it's going to be so nice to go to a race and not actually race. Um, I get to be that that mechanic, that coach. Uh, kudos to the group for putting this on a just juniors only stage race. We've got teams from all over the Northwest, from California, coming up to this thing. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to it, and I'll have a report to you after that one just to see how that goes off. Um, announcing schedule, Coeur Triathlon coming up in August. If you are a triathlete, I end up announcing a lot of triathletes for a bike racer, don't I? Um, we're going to be at that event. Uh, Mark and I both will be at that event. We were at the uh, Race the River yesterday together. Mano a mano. If you've never met us in person, come up and try to identify who is who because apparently a lot of people screw us up. Even people who know us well call him Mark. No, call him Pat and me Mark. It's kind of funny. I also think we're brothers. We are not brothers. And uh, finally, the Core de Fondo. A lot of Coeur d'Alene events coming up here. If you've never been to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, you should go check it out. It's a pretty, pretty amazing town. A lot of cool people with a uh, very athletically minded set. Um, so the Corps de Fondo in September, look that up, C-O-E-U-R-D apostrophe F-O-N-D-O. Look at it online. If you haven't ridden a Fondo, um, you're missing out, and hopefully it'll be drier this year. <sighs> As usual, if you want to talk to me, um, info at packfiller.com. Check out our website. Check out our sponsors. Thanks again to all the sponsors for being a part of this podcast for a long time. I haven't been checking the amount of episodes we've been doing, but we're getting up there, all right? And so... Um, Keep the rubber side down, everybody, and um, I'll have another show for you coming up soon. Talk to you later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.